Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We're here in downtown Atlanta at the Georgia Radio Reading Service Studio, and we're coming to you live. We're not live. I'm looking right at you. It feels... I'm sorry, George. I'm back in the studio today with a talented group of some of the rowdiest comedians in Atlanta. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Will Amato, and I think Con Air with Nicolas Cage is a great movie. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michael Sokol, and I have webbed toes. Stop it. What? Gross. Did anybody know I was an X-Men mutant? (laughs) No. Oh, wow. That is awesome. I'm throwing it out there for uh, the the live audience. Hey, I'm TJ, and ask your doctor if I'm right for you. <laughs> I say no. I'm George, and when I was a kid, I thought Ronald McDonald was president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Lily, and in kindergarten, I got in trouble for tasting the soap-colored crayon. <laughs> what? what? I thought curse? it might taste like soap. I think. Oh. Well, folks, we're super excited because we are in the studio today with a great friend of ours, a collaborator, a teacher. Michael Sokol's here, folks. Hey. hey. Thank you for having me. We all met at the Highwire Comedy Co. That sort of run, and the program was developed by Michael. So, Michael, thank you for bringing us all together. We're going to hear more from Michael later, but TJ, I understand you've got a list? Yeah, by episode 10, I'm kind of running out of ideas for lists, <laughs> so I did find my grocery list, and I desperately need food for my kitchen. I'm just going to review you gonna it. Are you your grocery list? Yeah. That's awesome, so, that you haven't by now gone to the grocery store enough that you're like, I know what mm-hmm. I get. Well, it was Pride Weekend, so oh, I never set oh. foot near a grocery store, and this was like to get like more drinks from Trader Joe's, but yeah. So <laughs> no one but, eats during Pride. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this uh, is a fancy list. Um, you went to Trader Walmart Joe's. List, so. <laughs> no, I go to Trader Joe's because it was close. But here we are. We're in the bathroom aisle. I'm getting mouthwash. It's not an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a section. Excuse me. Mouthwash, as I was saying. Sensitive deodorant because. I don't know. I just can't get the same deodorant anymore. It's crazy. I'm starting to see marks. Does anyone else have this problem? No? Okay. Just you. We're all alone. All right. Michael? Yeah, TJ, uh, move it's on. It's all good. Okay. Bathroom. <laughs> I got real personal. It's okay. I use bathroom. sensitive deodorant too, Thank buddy. you. Uh, thank you. All right. So I get bathroom sink soap because I'm out of bathroom sink soap. Then I head over to produce and I get a cucumber. Just one. One, one cucumber. Mm-hmm. 20 halos. Five to seven bananas, ideally six. That Apple, is right in the middle. Yep. The number of apples is irrelevant. So <laughs> Could be zero. Exactly. <laughs> you might just walk Could out of there without any. I, uh, I'm out of energy tea, so I need to get that yogi, positive energy tea. Mm-hmm. Call us yogi. is the most caffeinated. <laughs> then spaghetti noodles, whole wheat. OJ, of course. Oh, wait. That's in the frozen section. My bad. I'm going to head back. <laughs> I'm in dairy right now. Greek yogurt. <laughs> Shout out to George. I get the Greek yogurt. <laughs> I, I like to support the Greek community. Vanilla flavored. Shout out to Will. Who likes vanilla? Your vanilla. Your vanilla. 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 Great. Yeah. And your almonds. 
granola cereal. Uh, no one, no one shout out. All right, <laughs> frozen fruit for my smoothies: cheddar cheese, cheesy bread, and Parmesan cheese. I'm liking this uh, list. Yeah, so far. Yeah. I, know. Yeah, I could go over to your house for dinner. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. None of this actually is in his house. <laughs> That's true. This is a fantasy. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. A banana bread mix. I eat all Susan's banana bread during Pride as well. I just oh. drank a lot. Yeah. So you have to make some more. It was there, and it was warm. It's good with cream That'll cheese icing, trouble, by the way. <laughs> Let's see. Lemon juice for the tea, obviously, and something to snack on at work. If anyone has suggestions, please let me know. Call in or email. <laughs> email with suggestions <laughs> yes, for snacks? Mm-hmm. Got any good work snacks? Any trail mix? Well, trail that's a Trader Joe's. How about, how about Sugar Toast? I like it, Trader Joe's. They yeah. have Thai, chili, lime, almonds, mm-hmm. and other things. You, Very well, good. They're not giving us money. Don't mention their name. Great. Is there more? Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm good, done. because I'm I made another list during your list oh. of things I'd rather be doing than hear that list. <laughs> Mop the floor, <laughs> organize my office supplies on my desk, swat flies, or visit the DMV. Oh. That was probably oh, wow. the most boring grocery list I've ever heard in my what? life. Well, I uh, don't think so. Well, there are questions Episode in there. 10. Yeah. No, exactly. it, there, there were good. Thank I know you. Way I'm too just, much about you. Well, you. You go heavy on the dairy, except for the yeah. dairy yeah. liquid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the hard dairies. I do have milk. Well, no, I do need milk. You said almond milk. No, I need almond milk. I'm lactose intolerant. But you... Eat cheese? Uh, yes. I don't know how that works. Well, thank you, TJ. I hope you get some food soon, my friend. It's hungry. Next <laughs> week, just uh, eat a bunch of cheese instead of reading a list. Yeah. That. Yeah, and come into a tiny oh, studio with five cheeses. people. <laughs> I could know my favorite cheeses. Next time. Folks, it's time now for a rapid fire game. So we want to get to know our guest, very talented writer and comedian. We're going to ask him a series of questions to really get to the heart of who is Michael Sokol. Right, Lily, you want to start us off? Yeah. So, Michael, which is your least favorite federal holiday and why? <laughs> My least favorite? Yeah, the one um, you're just like, ugh, don't need it. It might be Columbus Day. Oh, no, <laughs> Columbus Day, my wife is off. There's one that, like, I'm trying to remember what it is, but it's where it's like a teacher work day. Huh. I feel like, but but the kids are out, and so it sounds terrible. It's like, oh, I got to spend the day with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, maybe it's Columbus Day. Just Columbus Day shouldn't be a federal holiday, right? No, I don't think so. That one, we could lose Columbus Day. We could yeah, totally. Yeah. If you could live on any planet, which one would you live on? Venus is the next frontier, right? <laughs> For you. So, yeah. It looks lovely. There's an old classic movie that's on Turner Classic Movies about four astronauts that end up on Venus, and it's run by women. I don't I watch those Venus. kind of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Venus was just a big ball of gas. I think that's mm. TJ. That's me, well, yes. I, yeah. TJ, uh, after grocery shopping. Exactly. <laughs> hey. Describe the meaning of life in one word. Baseball. Baseball. Ooh, are you a big baseball fan? I'm a big baseball fan. What power tool best represents your personality? The hedge trimmer. Maybe the only one I own. (laughs) (laughs) How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I'm going to go as few as possible. I got like three, crunch four, it. and then crunch. Yeah. yeah. But, I'm with you on but that you one. Gotta, you got to subtly crunch. You got to get so it's just crunching around the Tootsie Pop. Right? I know the technique. Yeah. yeah. I fully support that Let's answer. the same thing with a blow pop. <laughs> you have been recruited to be part of an Ocean's Eleven type heist. What role do you play? Uh, it's got to be the character guy. <laughs> oh, the, the Saul, uh, yeah, the like, Carl Reiner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah for sure. He's the only Jewish guy in the group, I noticed, but also it's Carl Reiner, right? Out of the eight states that start with the letter M, which one's your favorite? 
name a state. Um, my wife's from Michigan. Oh. Uh, hmm. Good answer. All right, and last question. If you ran for mayor of Atlanta, what would be your campaign slogan? Healthcare for all, right? Should yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds good. good. Yeah. That, that'd work. Uh, let's that. secede. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been on that platform for a yes. I think we should be our own state. Yeah, awesome. Well, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. We're glad to have you. So, mm-hmm. folks, we just want to say from all of us here at The Funniest People I Know how grateful and appreciative we are at the outpouring of support. The inbox is overflowing. We've got sponsors now. I mean, the show has really, really taken off. Without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play a short commercial. Oh, Wow. From our newest sponsor. Yay! That's awesome. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Tom Ticklebottom, owner of Ticklebottom Tire Center. After five successful years in the tire business, we've decided to expand. Introducing the Tom Ticklebottom Tire and Health Insurance Plan for America. You got a cold, I broke my leg, honey. You got a rash, I caught the clap, I'm feeling bad, you're looking sad. Tickle Bottom Health Insurance sure is rad, honey. And they also fix your car. A lot of you have emailed in about George's Whitney Houston conspiracy. Gosh, this has been crazy. I did not expect this much feedback about this. We've unleashed a storm, a tidal wave. So, George, you've got an update for us. You've done a little more research about Whitney's death and the cupcakes. What's going on? I didn't know the cupcakes were going to be that interesting, but I have (laughs) learned some information about the cupcakes. Oh, good. But I also learned some actual interesting information. There is a conspiracy here. (gasps) I have come across something. You have to go to the depths of the dark web or something to find it but it's out there remember when i said this is referring back to episode four when we talked about the whitney houston conspiracy her friend mary said that she came back and the lights were off and there was water all in the bedroom right apparently the director cut out key information from the movie i'm going to read you this quote from this magazine mary jones whitney's assistant found her in the hotel suite she walked in the door and there's water all over the floor she walks in the bedroom she said the water came up to her ankles she walks in the bathroom, there's so much water. And Whitney's in the tub, and the water's to the top of the tub, but the taps are off. What? Who turned off the taps? Then I found out that the water was really hot, but they found her like way later. A private investigator out of LA has this theory, and he won't tell anybody who hired him, but he thinks that Whitney owed some unsavory individuals some money. And they came to scare her into giving it to her, and things got out of hand, and Whitney was killed by these people. He says they're from Georgia. What? Yeah. Oh, no. The unsavory uh, characters? So, so Georgia mobsters... <laughs> mobsters. ...may have killed Whitney Houston in that bathtub, Wait, and it was not an accident. But how... Why does the hot water cupcakes... I don't see how all the pieces tie in. The water was like way too hot. It was like over 90 degrees hot. It's like too hot for a person to have accidentally, even if they were high, gotten into it. Oh, so you think they poured more boiling water in it? Not boiling, but like super hot water. I see. Intimidation tactic with hot water. Oh, wow. Cheese and hot water. (laughs) It it became a visual pun. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's like sleeping with the fishes, though. It's like their calling card. Sleeping with the cupcakes. Yeah, yeah, so we're on to something. I'm not not done about investigating this. So then here's what I found out about the cupcakes. We were asked what kind of icing, and I can't answer that question. I've really tried to find it, and they won't answer, but maybe Lily can call and they'll tell her, but no one is talking to me. But 
the cupcakes were cupcakes with sprinkles. So there definitely was icing on them. Otherwise, the sprinkles would fall everywhere. I like um, that. Good deductive and, reasoning. And most likely from Sprinkles Cupcakes in L.A. Now, there's mm. two locations. I mapped it, and one location is located at the Grove. And you can get there and back to the Beverly Hilton Hotel oh, in 30 minutes, wow. just like Mary said. <gasps> I'm Her saying Mary is credible. Out. Her story checks out as far as oh, I'm concerned. Wow. I'm going to say vanilla icing, because if you're going to put sprinkles on cupcakes, you want there to be a visual contrast. So we're talking a white icing, which is either like vanilla or like a lemony, but mm-hmm. they would usually color that yellow. So I'm going with vanilla mm-hmm. icing. You're going to have to help me call Sprinkles Cupcakes at the Grove. I will call any cupcake place you want me to. Tell us. <laughs> I think that's the key. If we find out what the cupcakes were, we'll figure out if the mobsters were from Georgia. Yep. can't do that on this live podcast. We yeah. can. We can actually call We're in. not live. <laughs> oh. It feels live. It, it does. Is. They are. There is a difference behind. between alive and live. <laughs> oh. My wife asked me if we were going to be live, and I'm like, it's a podcast. You're correct. <laughs> you are correct. She's, she's like, so are y'all going to be live? <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. Yeah. That's a good question. I guess we could theoretically record a phone call. Right. So, But I think that might take some careful planning. It's called a roll-in. Of course, uh, George, producer Jane, a roll in, please. Roll in. Folks, if you have any other thoughts about the cupcakes or what happened to Whitney, or perhaps you know something, send us an email, funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom of that. Now it's time for a segment called Pop Culture Blind Spot, where one of us has to catch an episode of a show or a movie that we should have seen by now. And Lily, what have you got today? They made me watch the Rugrats, (laughs) (laughs) the children's cartoon, which I was aware of as a child, but I don't think I had ever watched an episode. Uh, I count myself lucky that I'm only assigned an episode of a TV show, whereas George last week had to watch an entire movie. Three hours. Yes. The sound of music is long. You got lucky. The episode I got was season one, episode 13, Mm -hmm. which is Fluffy Mm. versus Spike Mm. slash Reptar's Revenge. That's a good one. So <laughs> He's got the DVD box. Exactly. A quick synopsis for those of you who don't remember back to your childhood. Angelica brings a cat over mm-hmm. and then blames everything the cat breaks on the dog. And then Angelica. in the second part, all the kids go to a carnival and Angelica steals cereal from the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I learned right from the start that Angelica's not a very nice person. Oh, <laughs> she's the worst. But she's also three years old. So you yeah, wonder how she gets totally that way. she's a rotten human being. Yeah. <laughs> how does that work? Anyway, I'll start from the beginning. So title sequence, I liked the title sequence. It was like a little trippy, but I love the POV mm-hmm. from the baby's point of view, like crawling up. So I thought that's that was cool. the 90s. <laughs> it made me wonder, what age group is this aimed at? Because I've heard that people like shows and narratives that are of their age group, but this is like about a baby. Do babies watch TV? Children and stoners, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. My first thought is I couldn't understand anything the kids were saying. Really? Like, it took me maybe three minutes. When Angelica came in, I understood her, but the baby babies, I didn't know what was going on. Also, whose kids are these? We've got the bald baby. Tom, the bald, Tommy. That's the bald potato Tommy baby. Are the twins his siblings? Or are they like neighbor kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> Phil and Lil, they're neighbors. Oh, oh neighbors. I guess I started into the season, so I, did, I was know. like, where did all these children come oh, from? Wow. I got Angelica was the cousin, and then her dad is, is the more put together one, but he also does this veiled threat to her at the end mm. of the first part because they're leaving because she's been a brat. And he's like, we'll talk about it when we get home. Oh. And you're like, oh, maybe that's why she's a brat. Maybe it's a slightly abusive situation. <laughs> <laughs> the dark underbelly of the Rugrats. Discovered by Lily. You should do a version of the Rugrats from the adult's point of view. Oh, yeah, just be like Drew wanting to play with his invention. 
been like, oh, these babies. It would be a very boring show. Yeah. My other thought was, this is kind of a scary animated series, and Tommy looks like a potato. (laughs) Yes. He does. So watching it made me want to do research, and I do most of my research on Wikipedia where I started. And one quote that I found that I thought was very apt said, the director wanted the babies to be strange instead of cute. Yes. And my first thought was, nailed it. Strange (laughs) babies. Is there a Rugrats wiki? No, but there's an article on Wikipedia. Yeah, and then the Wikipedia article also mentioned that there was a lot of tension between the writers and the creators of the show, fighting about how mean Angelica's character was, actually. Oh, Rugrat drama. And after three years of producing new content, it got so bad that the show went on a hiatus... It didn't surprise me that the show came from like a troubled mind, <laughs> like all this conflict. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of creepy, weird. Anyway, it's kind of like watching somebody being tortured. Oh gosh! It's well, good you... to know they cared about the integrity of the show. Like they weren't just drawing a paycheck until Dora called or something. <laughs> As a kid, I loved that show. I mean, Why? I never missed an episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess Baby Justice comes to mind. Baby Justice. Yeah. We well, need more. Okay. <laughs> no sleep. I mean, they, <laughs> they were kind of the ones that had the least tools and knowledge of the world. And there was always kind of an injustice being done. And I think as a kid, that's something you can relate to. It's like I'm trapped in this little cage and all the stupid cats messing with the dog. And I felt Tommy Pickles was the hero of that show. He was an anti-hero. Tommy Pickles was my Charlie Brown. <laughs> Rugrats is a film noir. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you were obsessed with Rugrats? Way too old. Gosh, uh, well, now I'm 31, so so 27? No. (laughs) I mean, my sister's four years younger, so I was probably 10, between 10 and maybe 12. I don't know. Hopefully younger. (laughs) I would probably give it a solid two out of five stars. Well, the other thing that strikes me about the Rugrats... than I thought it'd be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other thing that strikes me about the Rugrats is how irresponsible the parents are. Mm -hmm. Because pretty much in every episode, the babies escape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And you go, gosh, there's no supervision for these children. The grandpa falls asleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that's how they get up to all their hijinks. But it just leaves you with this unsettled feeling in your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's dad was an inventor. And Mm -hmm. his mom was like, stay at home, if I remember correctly. Yeah. How'd they make money? Oh, I don't know. Good question. Uh, Grandpa loaded? I, I don't know. Didi had a job. They yeah. were trust fund babies. Yeah, Didi <laughs> might have. Literal trust fund and, babies. Yes. Trust but Angelica's <laughs> parents, if y'all noticed, they were like always too busy with like work they and were. stuff. So she never got attention. Right. And I think that's why she... Her mom was real bossy too. Yeah, she was always on the phone. Always on the phone. Always. With Jonathan. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only gay character in Rugrats. Jonathan. Who was no, that? I don't know about Chucky. <laughs> oh, Drew. Up to poor debate. Oh, I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, I don't. I said I don't know. Well, I'm not like outing Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> was that not an episode like on a special Rugrats? Yeah. <laughs> Rugrats Chucky. What about Rugrats in Paris? Apparently, that yeah, was a video that everybody loved, mm. and there were like new Rugrats. Oh, the soundtrack well, and everything. They got older, so we might know where Chucky leans on the spectrum if we were to watch that movie. Oh, we might have to assign that to somebody. All right. Well, thank you, Lily. Our friend Mr. Sokol here has brought something that he's written. He's a comedy writer. Tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Anything you want to pitch real quick? I'm directing the current Level 3 show, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm working with a group of really talented writers at High Wire to produce a sketch show. And then I've just picked up an old screenplay that I'm dusting off. It is about a 14-year-old girl that becomes the head coach of a football team. Ooh. Awesome. Yeah. I gravitated towards it because it was at a point where I'm like, it would be fun to 
write something that my daughter could watch and enjoy. And let's hope it gets made before she's into older stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like that. I want to say about this podcast, this is something I send to my mother. Because, you know, we can't curse on the show. We like to get in here and have a good time, and we're not super political or anything like that. So it is nice to be able to do comedy and do work for folks like my mother who don't like the risque stuff. So, hi, Mom. This is for you. Hi, Will's Mom. Aww, hi, Will's Mom. I remember the first sketch show I ever did. I was so excited. I had my parents come in from Birmingham. And we had some risque material. I remember looking at my dad. I'm like, so what do you think? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I just don't like uh, you making fun of Jews in public. <laughs> Aww, yeah. I didn't make fun of Jews. I made fun of the other people. <laughs> Michael, you've brought something for the writer's graveyard this week. Yeah, Is that right? I brought a uh, submission packet that I wrote for a weekend update. Okay, great. When did you create this? Yeah, it had to be around 2009 or whenever Amy Winehouse died. The first joke is about oh, Amy Winehouse dying. For anyone that doesn't know, Saturday Night Live has a political segment with a couple of comedians at the desk, and, and that's Weekend Update. We're going to read some of your Weekend Update packet here. A toxicology report from the body of deceased singer Amy Winehouse found that there were no illegal substances in her system. The report also found no fat, no protein, and very little common sense. <laughs> Tara Reid released photos this week of her wedding to a man on the same day he proposed to her. News of her nuptials left family, friends, and the nation saying, she's still alive? (laughs) Viral video star Rebecca Black was forced to leave her school after being harassed by other students about her newfound fame. She is now entering a special school for athletes and talented performers. Weird. I didn't know she was an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) We all remember her, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That you know. Former Punky Brewster star Soleil Moon Fry admitted on the Today Show that as an eight-year-old, she shared a hot tub with Michael Jackson, proving the point for those that argue that Jackson was not some weird gay pedophile, but simply a normal hetero pedophile. <laughs> this week, a member of Al-Qaeda issued a death threat against late-night host David Letterman for jokes he made about a terrorist organization. Here is a comment. Letterman is a harmless comedian. Why a death threat? Death? Who threatened death? I am all about an eye for an eye. I merely said I will cut out the tongue of this lowly Jew and shut it forever. You are aware that he is not Jewish. Come on, Seth. The David Letterman is a funny man. No one could be that funny and not be Jewish. (laughs) He's from Indiana. Jewish population, zero. You are protecting him in your Jew clan. That is very (laughs) sweet, Seth Myers. He passes our last name test. Silverman, Goldman, Letterman, O'Brien, Lopez. All Jews on our comedy watch list. So you have a watch list for comedians who make jokes about Al-Qaeda? Seth, in our world there are certain topics that are taboo. Islamic terrorism, burqas, you never ever make fun of another man for having a teenage wife. No jokes about Mohammed, Bin Laden, or Rosa Parks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do members of Al-Qaeda find funny then? Uh, There is a lot of funny material. Farting, uh, that is pretty universal around the world. (laughs) Anybody that gets hurt by falling down, bumping their head, or blowing up. Virgins, specifically the idea that a martyr gets 72 of them in heaven. (laughs) Talk about pulling a fast one on a young boy. After beating the rap on killing her child, Casey Anthony was forced to start serving a one-year probation for check fraud. Florida. 
you can get away with murder, but just try cashing a bad check. <laughs> if you do, we'll closely monitor your financial transactions for a whole year. As part of the probation, Casey Anthony promises to not have contact with the friend whose check she forged, to excessively drink alcohol, and to not kill anyone. <laughs> Forbes released its list of the 100 most powerful women, ranking Lady Gaga number 11, ahead of Oprah. The diva singer now plans to publish Lady Gaga's Books on Tape Club, her own production company. A gag, and oddly, <laughs> will be starring in an all-white remake of The Color Purple. <laughs> Police in a small Iowa town allege that a 62-year-old driving teacher who gave two of his students wine before their driving lesson. When accused of improper behavior, the teacher responded that he was simply preparing them for college. According to a U.S. official in Pakistan, the U-2 operative in Al-Qaeda was killed this week. When asked for a comment about replacing him, the number 3 operative said, Don't look at me. I just answered the phones here. This guy, he's number 3. Take this picture. <laughs> how was that? How was that? <laughs> <laughs> Many businesses closed to oppose a pro-Nazi rally in Milwaukee in reaction to recent black-on-white violence. According to one owner, there is no place for their kind of hate. This is a clan town. We only have room for one kind of intolerant, poorly educated, meth-addicted bigots. And to us, that's the clan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, I'm going to cut us off there for time, but I think you could write for Weekend Update. Oh, I, I didn't get the job. I didn't, <laughs> oh, so I started it. High Wire instead. Uh, so. <laughs> well, we're sure glad you did. Well, thank you, my friend. So, TJ, we've got a new segment here. We've asked you to write a bedtime story. Uh, yeah, well. For children. Oh, gosh. I hope you all are prepared for this. Guys. I cannot wait for this, TJ. <laughs> the story is called The Four Squirrely Friends. <laughs> Once off in a faraway mill, there lived four squirrels named PJ, Georgie, Millie, and Phil. <laughs> they would prance through the meadows and climb through the trees. They'd all eat the berries that make them fart and sneeze. It made them laugh and laugh and laugh all day. Each squirrel was different and unique in its own way. PJ was the squirreliest and liked to play at night. Georgie was the furriest and liked his beard just right. <laughs> Millie was the curiest and climbed trees to big heights. And Phil was there, too. Fully there, in plain sight. <laughs> PJ liked to bring home all the nuts he could find. Georgie then watched as if, look at this guy. Millie would be home asleep with a pet in her nest. And Phil was there, too, just doing his best. <laughs> When Millie awoke, she'd check on the rest of the farm, while Georgie sat in his nest watching another season of Charmed. PJ was in the nest sleeping under a big pile of nuts, and Phil was in the street. Oh no, look out for that truck! Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah, blackout. Hey, that was great! Good. That was no, good. That's twist ending. <laughs> so, Random Is House, there? Penguin better get in touch yeah, yeah. exactly uh, you should self-publish that oh, no, 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 wow. we'll bit. see yeah if you'd like to help Aww. us illustrate the four squirrely <laughs> friends yes. i think that might be our first merchandising <laughs> if you want to get in touch you can email us at funniest people i know at gmail.com and we'll get in touch about publishing that story what is the curriest is that the most curry i saw the rhyme squirreliest and furriest i ran out so I, was, <laughs> I was like the curious. and one of them so drinks beer thank you for bringing yeah. that up <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, 
that does it for us. This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. We broadcast Saturdays on the Georgia Radio Reading Service, and the podcast is available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can ask Alexa to play The Funniest People I Know. Please rate us, review, and subscribe. Special shout-out to Gars for letting us use their studio, and our dear producer, Jane, who edits the show. Hey, Jane. Jane. And unfortunately, it's taken me this long to do this, but Louis Aronowitz, our theme song composer. Thank you, Louis. It's catchy. So, folks, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Funniest People I Know or email funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Once again, thank you to Michael Sokol. Folks, have yourselves a hilarious week. 